0: Shouting like a madman, looked like Mr. Clean The next thing he said was Slime in the ice machine I said, slime in the ice machine He said, slime in the ice machine He said, filthy utensils and roaches on the floor Small food in the freezer, mouse dropping by the door and Slime in the ice machine Slime in the ice machine He said, slime in the ice machine Hey everybody, it's January 2nd, 2022 And this week, the H- stands for happy as in happy new year's because it's 2022 and i managed to get the year right of in the intro also the h could have been for hungover because that's why i missed the birmingham bowl game this year uh i went and stayed the night of bob's we had one too many i got hungover. it was a morning game and next thing you know i am not watching it so anyway that's why the episode's a little late well that and uh the illness going around in the house i've been like snorting and sniffling and I'm just like, I don't think anybody wants to listen to that or see it when I'm all gross and disgusting. So I thought, well, let's just wait until Friday and then now it's Sunday. So anyway, I'm also just trying to get back on schedule going on Fridays. But so yeah, I missed the Birmingham Bowl, uh, which I I did catch a little bit of it on the radio driving back from Bob's, but you know, that's not the same, especially when you're hungover and you're just like, I don't care about anything. Uh, so congrats to the the Cougars. They're the only, (laughs) the only team we've been following here in the college season, uh, college football postseason that actually have any accomplishments, even if it's the Birmingham Bowl, which I actually, I have the Wikipedia page for the Birmingham Bowl pulled up right now because I thought maybe there'd be some fun facts behind it. Honestly, not the most interesting history in the world. But, uh, what's interesting is I just see right here the payout is about for this, for the 2019 season. So that was two years ago. It was $1.3 million for this one bowl, very minor bowl. Uh, if I remember correctly, it literally goes to whoever gets like ninth place in the SEC plus an out, an at large team or something like that. Cause that's how, like, how it's all, you know, like every bowl is whoever's this place in this conference goes or whatever. Uh, so yeah. It, and I had actually heard of it, because I kind of also thought, I was like, I've never even heard of the Birmingham Bowl. And I know there's a lot of them. And a lot of them you don't really follow unless they're like in your geographic area. But it's it's actually just recently been called the Birmingham Bowl from 06 to 2010. It was the PapaJohns.com Bowl, which I love it when they put the .com in there, because I remember that was Gallery Furniture. Uh Mattress Mag. it was galleryfurniture.com bowl, and it's like, that makes it sound so lame, but I guess I get it. it's the point of the sponsorship, is that everyone sees that it's papajohns.com. Anyway, Papa John's got an NFL sponsorship, so he quit sponsoring the bowl, and then from 2010 to 2014, it was the BBVA Compass Bowl, which isn't that fun, Uh, a bank. Uh, And I actually, the Gamma Gator account for... Uh, like, the, the Gamma Gator bank account is through BBVA, and uh, this year, they ju- I just woke up one day and I got an email saying, oh, LOL, we don't exist anymore. We're now the PNC. And it screwed my QuickBooks and everything up. So, uh, anyway, well, it would have it been a moot point because they quit being the BBV Compass Bowl in 2014 anyway. What were they after that? Oh, then they've been the Birmingham Bowl. Okay, so then they've been the Birmingham Bowl since then. But anyway, uh, yeah. Houston did win kind of with a last minute uh last minute I don't know if it was a last minute play or like a last into the into the game drive but uh, they had a come from behind win 17-13 over Auburn. Uh, now while we're on the topic of college football or yeah college football I want to talk about the college football playoffs because yesterday I wanted to wait just in the extreme off chance That something, an upset happened with the college football playoffs, which kind of everybody was predicting that Alabama and Georgia would respectively steamroll their opponents and then we'd be stuck with another SEC championship game. Uh, And that's pretty much what happened. I was rooting for Cincinnati. uh, Kind of the, it it is what it is. And I I think that a lot of people were saying, well, it's not fair to the other teams that technically would have been like more deserving than Cincinnati because Cincinnati has been like trying. You know, Cincinnati is one of these teams like Utah or UCF where. They have a really good record, but they just can't ever get over the strength of schedule thing. <clears throat> Excuse me, as I sniff. Which don't even get me started on the whole strength of schedule thing, because that's a conspiratorial in and it, in it of itself. Because if if the sec if the sec teams realize that the current said it like the current way things are, they are the only ones that have a legitimacy to the to the championship games. Then they're not going to change. They're not going to want to change anything. But anyway. Because uh, what I'm getting at is, like, is, how is Cincinnati supposed to make their schedule any harder? Nobody's going to want to play them because it's Cincinnati. Even though Cincinnati was, fun fact, on my short list for grad school back when I was an undergrad. Uh, but then I decided not to go to grad school. But then I did. But then I stayed local. So, anyway, uh, it's going to be Alabama-Georgia. It's kind of a bummer because... I looked it up, literally every single college football national championship game since the playoffs started, which, so, you know, that's less than 10 years, but still, it's like eight or nine games now. Every single one of them has involved either Alabama, Clemson, or Ohio State, and some of them were Alabama versus Clemson. So, meaning that when the college football season starts, now, in theory, it's supposed to be this kind of like when the, when the first game of the season starts, everybody's on a level playing field, everybody's zero and zero, everybody's got the same in theory, chance of eventually making it to, you know, the championship or what have you. But when you look at it statistically, it's more like when the season starts, Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama have a 50% chance amongst themselves that one of the three of them will make it and then the rest of everybody else. And then even then, if you go, it's usually the same people. It's your Notre Dames and your Oklahomas and, you know, and and they don't even win, you know. So college football playoffs have been one one of the few things that have been, like, I really wanted them, but now that we have them, it's kind of even more dull than it used to be. So I'm glad to see they're going to expand it. Uh, They had a really good, like, working plan with, like, 12 teams and kind of like Notre Dame was barred from being anything better than the fifth seed because of their conference. But I think that all got thrown out. So anyway... Uh, While we're on the topic of football, not much to talk about with the Texans because I'm recording this before the game. Today they're playing the 49ers. Next week is the season finale. They are playing the Titans. Still throwing me off with this 18-week game or uh, 18-week season. Uh, I, I don't know what it was, but I felt something sacred about the 16-game schedule, even though before I was born it was a 14-game schedule. So that in and of itself isn't sacred. But just something about seven—is it because there's not like an eight and eight anymore? Like there's no way to be just a middle of the road team because if you're eight and eight, that means you know you're five hundred. So now it's like they've guaranteed there's you're going to have a winning record or a losing record unless you get a tie. Which so let's see, yeah, you could be eight eight and one, but that's essentially a losing record because it's a tie, is it? Anyway, so. What I'm going to do is actually this week to get us back on schedule for Friday, I am pre-recording an episode about the history of Houston hockey and the fu- the, the 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 history of of hockey in Houston and the future of hockey in Houston. And that's going to be dropping this Friday the 7th. Uh because of that, we're going to not talk about the Texans until the week after that. We're going to do kind of a season in, in a season wrap up because at this point they're they they were eliminated for the playoffs a long time ago. So the season's pretty much over. So we'll just do a little wrap-up, uh, probably just talk about Roy Lopez, maybe any any highlights. It was a real dud of a season, and there's uh, not much else to say about that. But anyway, let's see. Astros, uh, lockout. Here's your lockout update. And there concludes your lockout update. I've stolen that from uh, some other people who cover the lockout. Because especially right now, they've literally been on Christmas break. Like the league went on Christmas break. They, they told everybody like hey we're coming back like like the school like January 3rd or whatever. So there's really been, there's been literally nothing to cover because they're not even negotiating. And like I said, the the point of this is it it has to come up to the wire because if they could solve all their problems in January, then there's no pressure on anything because you know the season is is you know, we got to get to the point where it's going to possibly interrupt spring training or the season opener for things to start to get juicy. We're not there yet. But I plug my usual, the Baseball Together podcast, and this time, actually, uh, let's see, if you're listening to this on the 2nd, I'm going to be guest hosting on the Baseball Together podcast on January 4th, one of their main hosts is like out of town for the holidays or something, so I'm filling in, I haven't recorded that yet, I'm recording that with them tomorrow night, so if you want to check me out on the Baseball Together podcast, please do that. Support those guys. They're good stuff. They do good stuff. Also, uh, oh, one thing I for when I was watching the Alabama Cincinnati game, I completely forgot that old coach Butt-Shit is now the offensive coordinator for Alabama. Good for him. Uh, he'll get a ring this year, maybe. Uh, I think he's already got. A, he he was with the Patriots before, so I think he's already got plenty of rings. But he replaced the Alabama offensive coordinator who went on to be the UT head coach. So it's just, I I guess I'm very tied in with former offensive coordinators for Alabama uh and then I'm as I'm recording this I'm forgetting the coach of UT's name I know it sounds like he's a mob boss or a villain or something it's like or a medicine it's like sciatica or something no that's a nerve disorder anyway moving on uh the Rockets uh rockets are bottom of the West uh what's fu- what's crazy though is the the you know that little hot streak they had it was an anomaly, yeah, and and then also basketball's kind of whack right now because, like, so many players are out with COVID and all that. It's also uh, pre—well, I guess where we at, yeah, it's January now, saying it's starting to be where they're taking it— you know, the teams are going to start taking it more seriously. We're getting closer and closer to the All-Star break. Um, the only thing with the Rockets that I've really heard is— Uh, proposed trading John Wall for Westbrook to the Lakers. Because if you follow the Lakers, and if you follow the Lakers in the past with LeBron, uh, he's going to bust that team up before the trade deadline. Because it ain't working. Uh, Too many old men, uh, too many Chiefs, not enough Indians. And so he's going to bust that team up. But the thing is, is it's like... uh, I, I think people just brought up the John Wall Westbrook thing because of the irony of it's like Westbrook with a big triangle right back to the Rockets, but we don't want him. What do we need him for? We're in a rebuild. That's the last thing we need is a ball hog. Sure, he's a triple double machine and all that. Yeah, he's a triple double machine because he doesn't pass the rock or anything. But why would we want that? What is that going to accomplish? Uh, so, but other than that, the only thing I thought is is, is crazy is that technically, technically. We're still in contention for the play-in tournament. Here, let me pull up the standings. Where are they? Blah 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 blah. Western. See, as of right now, the Rockets are fifteenth in the West. Well, the 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 Kings are tenth in the West, so they've technically got that play-in spot on the for the Western Conference. They're fifteen and twenty-two. We're only five games behind being in the play-in. And then if you go all the way up to the eighth seed, it's seventeen. We're only seven games behind. Now that's that's a lot of games. But look at the streak we just had. Rockets are far from, from out of this. And so uh I think we'll have a better idea probably as we get closer to the all star break, exactly how that's gonna go. But uh we could have a chance at maybe a little play in. Now, are we gonna make it further if we make it to the play in? Are we gonna make it out of the play in? Probably not. And would we deserve to? Probably not. But hey, that's progress. It's 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 growing. So as long as we don't add Westbrook to the equation and ruin everything, uh that should be good. So Let's see, college basketball update. Sam Houston State is six and eight. I might be going to a game of theirs this semester. Uh, I live right down the road from the stadium, and I found out that like courtside teats are like $7. So I might be just popping over there on a day. Now they play some they they play some whack teams, uh, but the other day they had UT in there. I was kicking myself because I was like, ah crap, I could have gone and watched UT play Sam Houston at Sam Houston in my neighborhood. And I just didn't know what was happening. Uh, anyway, U of H is sitting. U of H and UT are both eleven and two. Houston is ranked twelve, and Texas is ranked seventeenth. So, uh, looking at the calendar, we know we're going to be doing this show until March. It's going to end probably sometime in March, uh, and I think the last grand finale, unless something crazy comes up with the NFL draft, which I'm not anticipating that happening, and even if it does, I I don't really here I'm not much of a draft. I don't really follow the draft very much. Probably going to end the show in March. And I think we might make March Madness like the grand finale. So it looks like we will at least have two good teams to follow through that tournament. Uh, you know. And I'm going to open the net to, to as many as I can. So it's like a really, it's a big hoopty do. So anyway, as we wrap this episode up, I just want to say rest in peace to John Madden, passed away last week at 85. And also Betty White passed away at 99. It, it, all I got to say is it's like it, it when you, when you're 85 and you're 99 and you've lived a full life like the two of them have, it's bittersweet to die. But it's it's part you know it's life. You're you're, you're a 99 year old lady. It's sad because you were so close to making your hundredth birthday. But now that, like like that was the, somebody posted that I saw that somebody said like a testament to what Betty White accomplished was to be 99 and die and have people say no. We wanted more from you. We wanted you around even more because by the time most people were in their 90s, you're kind of like. You get it. It's, you know, they're tired. You know, they're old. Uh, same thing with John Madden. You know, I, he'd been out of the public limelight for for a couple of years. But John Madden is also fascinating because it shows you exactly how old somebody is. Because, like, my my generation, I never knew Madden as a coach. Madden had quit coaching long before I was around. Uh, I knew him as the, the play-by-play guy. And Madden, the, the video game. But well, v- video games weren't, like, super mainstream then. So... He was the he was on TV. He was we were tough acting to acting and you know, we'd always make he, he was using that pen, he would go he'd be over the top with it. But then like kids younger than me only know him from Madden the video game. They don't even know that he what he was. And so I was thinking about it. Something I'm going to ponder over the next week. I might even float this to the speaking for sports guys because people always talk about like accomplishments across fields as far as like who's the most like like Larry Bird. Larry Bird's considered the most accomplished basketball player because he's won He's he's won awards as a player, as a coach, and an executive. Like he he is a well-rounded basketball figure. So when you think about football, John Madden, Super Bowl-winning uh, coach of the Raiders, but he was also a 16-time Emmy or a 16 he, yeah, he won 16 Emmys as a sports announcer. So I was just curious: Does anybody have that pedigree of accomplishment on the field and in the booth? Because there's definitely people who are more accomplished at announcing than him. Definitely people more accomplished at coaching than him. But did anybody accomplish as much doing both? So I'm going to float that by Derek. I know he's the, he's much more of a sports historian than me. And we'll see what he has to say. Oh, and also I called Jason. <laughs> I called Alex Caruso, Jason Caruso, which was funny because I even said like, oh, I love everything about the guy. And then I got his name wrong. But it, it, in my defense, usually we call him Caruso. You know, we don't. I don't call by his first name, but I love it what he's doing with the Bulls over there. I just it's it's great, and uh, I hope that I hope that team stays COVID free, and I hope they stay injury free, because that might be the team I root going through the East. I never thought I'd be a Bulls fan because I grew up when the Bulls were like when when I grew up the Bulls was MJ, so like nobody cheered for the Bulls, you cheered for MJ. And now that and it when MJ retired, the Bulls had been kind of like, you know, irrelevant. So it's great to see them. It's it's great to see. I don't know. I just like seeing Caruso succeed because he's just so goofy. He's just so goofy looking. Like the story of like LeBron thought he was the UPS guy once, like all kinds of stuff. But anyway, so yeah, so we'll be back this week, Friday the 7th uh, for H's for Hockey uh, because there's some rumors that a NHL team may be coming to houston i personally will take that would take that with a huge grain of salt but that would be really fun just because you know another sport another thing to take the kids to another thing to follow another thing to put a little skin on the game if you know what i'm saying and uh (laughs) anyway before i get myself in trouble i hope you guys have a good first week of 2022 and i will see you next time like what you heard check out more at nrqpodcast.com GammaGator Productions.